Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise God. How many of you are excited that the Lord will speak to you today? Amen. I have seen that whether whoever preaches or whatever is the situation or circumstances, the Lord honors the desires of our heart. Amen. Uh, He is able and more than able to scan our heart and with what a level of expectation we have come to receive from the presence of God. I believe uh, there can be instances wherein there will be amazing worship, but I believe if our hearts are not prepared, we will still miss out the things that the Lord wants to tell us. Amen. Judas had an amazing leader, Jesus, but he missed it out. Yeah. So I believe today the Lord is going to speak to us. Uh, let's be uh, ready to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to, uh, to speak to us and that He will transform us today. Father, we want to thank You, Lord. We want to thank You, Lord, for Your amazing presence. For Your amazing presence. Hallelujah. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Father, we want to commit this time unto You, Lord. We want to commit this time unto you. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, have your way. I believe some of you today is going to forgive some people and you're going to walk out of this place in freedom. In freedom. In freedom. Hallelujah. I believe some of you are going to receive a a mighty release of the Lord's love and you are going to walk out completely in freedom and out of fear. Hallelujah. Daddy, I pray that you will fill your precious people with perfect love which casts out every fear. Hallelujah. I sense the name Daryl and I believe that the Lord is going to use you mightily in the days to come. I believe that the Lord is reminding you uh, to believe in every word that the Lord has spoken over you. I, I believe that the Lord wants you to remember the prophetic word that has come upon your life and to believe in what the Lord has said and spoken over your life. Father, We want to thank you for this precious time, Lord. Daddy, I thank you that you love all of us. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, I want to invite another preacher to deliver the message. Because that's how he has mentioned that in the scripture. Ecclesiastes, have you read that book? Pastor, don't ask me whether you have read that. Even it's difficult to say the word itself. Yeah, um, Ecclesiastes 1 verses 1 says, The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. So we are going to today uh, listen to what the preacher, the preacher wants to preach to us. Amazing truths, amazing wisdom of God mentioned in this precious book. And um, and this book is believed to be written by Solomon. And you know Solomon is mostly known for his wisdom. So, so as we go through this book, you, you need to keep in mind that this is, we are not listening to a nobody. Yeah, but somebody who is known for his wisdom, he is presenting himself as, I want to preach and I am the preacher for this day. Yeah, so we move on and um, in the second uh, verse he says, 
um, uh, Ecclesiastes 1 verse 2. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Looks like he's upset. Yeah? Looks like he's very much discouraged. He's very depressed. He first introduced himself. He didn't bother to say who he is. Maybe he's going through an identity crisis. I don't know. But uh, he said, I am the preacher. And suddenly he's going into the topic that everything is vanity bag. And it's this point I was thinking actually why that bag is called vanity bag. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but uh, the preacher says actually vanity of vanities and says the preacher vanity of vanities all is vanity. Suddenly he has lost hope in everything. Have you been there? I believe most of us would have been there at some point of our life. Yeah, This preacher is speaking to us from a deep emotion of repentance and maybe a strong thought that he gave his time, he gave his attention to the things that is not of great importance. Let's read on. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 3 to 7. Don't get depressed guys, we will be in the spirit as we read because if we are not in the spirit... Uh, Even after the Malayalam service, someone was coming to me and saying, Pastor, um, I have read Ecclesiastes before, but thank you for presenting a different picture. Because after I read a few chapters, I was thinking whether he has the problem, I have some problem. So we'll be in the spirit, hallelujah, and the Holy Spirit will help us. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? One generation passes away and another generation comes. But the earth abides forever. I thought he is very poetic. Uh, the sun also rises and sun goes down. And hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes toward the south and turns around to the north. Looks like he has a lot of time. Yeah? To watch the direction of the wind. And that it's turning around and coming back to the same place. The wind whirls about continually. And comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full to the place from which the rivers come, there they return. So, so uh, some of the uh, phrases, you know, it is difficult to say in English, but uh, in Malayalam, I say, it looks like Kili boy, the bohole. Uh, yeah, he got cuckooed, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, gone, he has gone crazy not with any uh, attitude of contempt but this is something that we feel as we read this portion there is a lot of time he is depressed or maybe it's like he had one or two pegs in the morning and then maybe he is uh, writing this I don't know I don't know but one thing is clear he lost his hope in everything and in these verses he is saying he lost his hope in work We move on to chapter, uh, verse 14. I have seen all works that are done under the sun and indeed all is vanity and grasping for the wind. Yeah, I'm not a nobody. I had a career. I've been doing things. Okay, it's a very tall order, a tall statement. He is saying that actually I've seen everything under the sun. And it's vanity and it's like grasping the wind. Anybody successful in grasping the wind? No? So he says, that's how it is. We move on to verse 16. I believe all of you are still in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Can I say an amen? Because today I want to have a disclaimer. Don't go in between. Because the conclusion is the most important part. 
Okay, uh, don't say, uh, yeah, I think I got the gist of the message. First time I'm leaving, I have a train to catch. No, no, no. Then you miss everything. Yeah, because we have 12 chapters until the 11th chapter. It's the same story what you're going to hear. But the 12th chapter is the turning point. Okay, so and maybe that's the reason why these guys never come to the conclusion. Those who are reading, they never come to the conclusion because it's in the last two statements, in the last two verses. Yeah, so in the 16th um, verse it says, I commune with my heart saying, look, I have attained greatness and I have gained more wisdom than all who were before in me, before me in Jerusalem. My heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge. Everybody is a great wisdom. So this guy, this author, the preacher is not an ordinary person. He is a great doer. He has he has seen everything under the sun. He has amazing exposure. And now he is saying that actually I have great wisdom and knowledge. But one thing I want to say is that actually everything is vanity. There is no point in working. Everything under the sun, there is no profit. So we come to a conclusion that he is definitely wise, but something happened. Yeah? He was successful in his own scale and in the eyes of the world at that time. When he was at his prime, when he was at his peak level of performance, he considered himself wise. And also the world said actually, you are awesome, you are wise, you are amazing. We will be following you in your social page. One of the main danger today is there are some social chameleons. They have one color when they are in the church. They have another color when they are outside. And we don't know. Because when we were studying in the college, actually we had this confusion. Because there will be some people, they will be part of all processions. Are you that party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you this party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically they want to bung the class. Yeah. So this guy was successful, this preacher was successful in his eyes at that time. And we, we are going to see that in chapter 2, verse 4 to 11. I made my works great. I built myself houses. Those who have built house, by the time they finished one house, they would, one common statement I hear is that, it is finished. Jesus said for some other reason, but they said, it is finished. No more of building houses. I have built houses for myself. I planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards. And planted all kinds of fruit trees in him. Very eco-friendly leader. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. Amazing planner. I acquired male and female servants and I had servants born in my house. Yet I had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. The preacher is the all-time wealthy man in Jerusalem. Okay? Before we reach the conclusion, we are actually looking into his... Uh, his CV, you know, we are looking and we are searching his biodata. He has been amazing man of wisdom. He has been a doer. He has accomplishments in his name. He has done amazing projects, you know, all technology, yeah, eco-friendly projects, green initiatives, 
yeah, everything, and then he has more money than anyone till now in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and special treasures of kings and of provinces. Then he says, also my wisdom. So I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. I am, if you talk about someone successful, I am number one. I am the man, yeah? Sigma rules, yeah? I am the man, yeah? So Solomon is saying that actually, if you talk about someone successful, a man of wisdom, the wealthiest man, if you want to uh, tell your uh, kids, meanwhile, I was was, uh, talking to somebody uh, last week, and I asked, uh, do you know that person? Uh, What name I can ask? Uh, what can what name I can put? Uh, do you know, know that name? Uh, uh, Chakochan, okay, just uh, technical name. Do you know Chakochan? <clears throat> so he said, we can never forget Chakochan. Yeah. So I asked why he was so bright in his studies. Yeah. Oh, so right. Oh, so you feel uh, that he was a role model? No, 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 no. All parents in those days will say, be like Chakochan, be like Chakochan. We will never forget him. Yeah. See, if you want to talk about a Chakotan at that time, Solomon was that. Yeah, he was the number one guy. And he says, I, so I became great and excel more than all who were before me in, in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. So till now, it's okay. Now from this, from next verse onwards, onwards actually, he's slipping. Whatever my eyes decide, I did not keep from them. Wisdom remained from him. But whatever he, his eyes saw, whatever his eyes desired, he said, it's okay. It's okay. I can have that. Because I have the wealth to have that and I have the people to make it happen for you. So I praise God that I don't have that kind of money. Yeah? I praise God that actually we have only one maid who can do all the necessary stuff at home. Yeah, because because when we are in the abundance, in the midst of abundance, and when we don't have Jesus in our lives, all that can happen is actually that you are slowly slipping into a big fall. So I became great and excelled more. Whatever my eyes decide, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. I have wisdom, but whatever I, my eyes will see, I'm okay to get it. And whenever I feel something, I won't stop. I want to be authentic, my bro. Yeah. Whether you pray or not, whether you are saying that actually you're coming to church or not, what, there, are, there, are, there are things that the Bible says it is not profitable. There are things that the Bible says, it is not allowed according to the statutes of God. You have to learn to say no when your heart beats for those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to learn, you need to ask from the Lord grace to close your eyes if your eyes is desiring something that is not according to the will of God. Wisdom remained from him. But he didn't have the character to sustain the wisdom. Hallelujah. 
Will you speak to your neighbor? Let's be people of character. For my heart rejoiced in all my labor. So, so his situation is, he is now acquiring everything his eyes desire for. He is doing and enjoying all the pleasure that his heart is leading him into. And he was very happy. Okay? For my heart rejoiced in all my labor. Whenever we have that feeling and we go and uh, do that, that, that feeling, whatever it is, what a joy. Recently, I think I told somebody um, um, that, uh, brother, I don't know whether this parotta and beef, you know, whether it's healthy. Pastor, please don't say that. That's no more a food. It's an emotion, pastor. <laughs> whatever a heart leads to. When he <clears throat> attained that, he was happy. Then I looked, and then let's move on to the next verse. Then I looked on all the works my hands had done and on the labor in which I had toiled. And indeed, all was vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under sun. When he acquired what his eyes wanted, when he did what his heart led him to, he was all happy. But after a while, again, he comes back to the thing that everything is vanity. He was the dude with all the fad. Yeah. But afterwards, he understood the fad was bad. Because the definition of fad itself is something that you are overexcited, not in the scripture, in Google search. Okay? Yeah? Something that you are overexcited but short lived. And there was a semicolon and another two words something crazy. Yeah? So this man, we can see that actually he was. A man of wisdom. He had all the wealth. He had a a huge staff with him. He had all the silver and gold. He was in a place where when he saw something, he could get it. And when he wanted something in his heart, he had it. And yet he says, everything is vanity. He's come back to a place where he is depressed and discouraged. But contrastingly actually I'm, I'm seeing somebody who's rejoicing let's see that who's that person we can see in Acts chapter 8 verse 26 onwards we can see there is a eunuch who was in a chariot and suddenly Philip is taken in the spirit and now Philip is running in the chariot you know being a eunuch actually is technically a great shame he doesn't have anything to look forward I don't know whether his family considers him as a member anymore. He doesn't have anything to hope for. But when he was reading the scripture, Philip is running along with the chariot. And Philip is asking, do you understand what you read? And this eunuch is saying actually, if there is no one to explain, how will I understand? And Philip talks about Jesus. Philip talks about giving uh, his life to Jesus. Suddenly he sees a pool of water. And he stands and quickly asks, Philip, what prevents me from being baptized? 
And Philip says, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, you can be baptized. He gets baptized then and there. And I'm so interested in the last line that is Acts chapter 8 verse 39. That verse says, now when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. Philip's assignment was over. He was sent there to help that eunuch. He was taken away. Let's see the remaining portion. So that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on with his way rejoicing. Everybody say rejoicing. In Solomon's life, we can see him as a great man of wisdom, a great man of wealth. He had a lot of possessions, but after doing everything he wanted, he was still dissatisfied. He was discouraged. But here there is a eunuch who didn't have anything to look forward. But one act of obedience in Christ Jesus brought back a great attitude of rejoicing in him. Hallelujah. So today, if you are not happy, if you are not rejoicing in the Lord, you need to reset by coming back to the Lord. And not just talking about the will of God, not just discussing about the will of God, not just studying about the will of God, but be doers of the word of God. The moment you do the will of God, there is a joy that heaven will send in your life. Hallelujah. Will you speak to your neighbor, let's start doing the will of God. Hallelujah. So when he lived according to his desires, his heart was happy. But what remained was vanity in his life, in Solomon's life. First John chapter 2 verse 16 says, For all that is in the world, okay, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of the life, is not of the Father but is of the world. When he allowed whatever he saw to be acquired. When there was a lust in his eyes. And when he said yes to it, he was allowing the world to invade him. The Bible clearly says, it is not of the father but it is of the world. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it, it will pass away. It is just a fad. Don't hook yourself into the fad and make that your vision. Because it's short-lived. The definition itself is short-lived. Hallelujah. And he moves on in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 13 to 15. So now we know that he is known for wisdom, right? Now let's see what his situation is right now. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 13 to 15. And this verse says, Then I saw that wisdom excels Folly as light excels darkness. He says, okay, I feel like actually wisdom is a little better than foolishness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I must myself perceived that the same event happens to them all. So I said in my heart, as it happens to the fool, it also happens to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my heart, this is also vanity. When he was at a time of being the king, he asked the Lord for wisdom. And now after so many years, he is known as a man of wisdom. And with his wisdom, he amassed wealth. With his wisdom, he did many things. 
But now finally he is coming to a place wherein for all the foolish guys and for the wise guys actually, the same event happens, then why am I wise? If you take away the blesser from your life, even the blessings you will hate. Whatever blessings, whatever goodness the Lord has given into our lives, if we don't know how to steward that in the spirit of God, we will eventually hate even the blessings. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now do you see an amazing contrast? Because the person who wrote the Proverbs is the same author who wrote Ecclesiastes. One who says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And Proverbs is even used by people who don't believe in Jesus. And when they follow the principles of wisdom in that book, they become successful. The one who received a relation of that measure, who has a working knowledge of wisdom, understanding, discernment. The one who had that level of exposure into these things. This is the same guy now today saying, it's vanity. What did he say in the beginning? Work is vanity. Then he went on to say, everything under sun is vanity. Now he is saying actually wisdom is vanity. For him everything is vanity now. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. When you fear God, we start to walk in wisdom. A lot of times in the Bible, our life is compared to building a house. We know that scripture which is very famous, which the Bible says, those who hear my words and obey, he's like a wise man who builds his house on the foundation of rock. In Proverbs also, there is a comparison. Um, in Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3, through wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established. Amen. Through wisdom it is built. And if we don't have understanding, it cannot be established. And that's what the previous verse said. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. If you don't relate to God just because you have wisdom, you will not be established. Oh, you started with the wisdom from God. When you started your faith life, actually, you were so humble. Because before that, you were a fool. You didn't have anything to latch on to. Now you know Jesus. You received the word. You started in wisdom. But when the wisdom started to give you wealth, when the wisdom started to give you pages or fame or handles in different exposure, then you don't have time for the knowledge of the Holy One. You don't have time to pray. You don't have time to hear what this all wisdom God has to tell you. You have time. When I say you, it's, please understand, it's we. Yeah? Many times we listen to people with more weightage. 
people always have their opinions it can have an element of truth in it but the scripture is tested and tried and it is 100% 25 carat or 27 carat pure gold it is wisdom alone and the more we allow the knowledge of the holy one to to allow to take care or or invade into our lives we will build our house with this understanding because the knowledge of the holy one is understanding hallelujah so he moves on ecclesiastes 2 18 to 20 now he is worried about all that he spent his life into and whatever he amassed now his problem is actually where will all this money go Yeah. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 18 onwards we can say that then i hated all my labor in which i had toiled under the sun i was working hard 23 hours i was working yeah and i didn't bother to rest i didn't bother to eat i was working toiling working 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 and uh, now i hate my labor why because i must leave it to the man who will come after me suddenly the preacher is having the wisdom my days are numbered here and i'm not going to take all these stuff that i have accumulated when i have to leave this place that is why the scripture says in uh, the uh, david says in the in the psalms lord give us wisdom lord teach me lord so that i may number my days whenever i number my days i know lord i have little more time left in this earth what is that i want to finish according to your plan the preacher is suddenly having a problem with succession and his concern is not yet over so he hates his toil now because he has to leave it to someone else and just like how we talk the next verse is just like that and who knows whether he will be wise or a fool i created wealth i have been using nice fund managers to properly keep it yeah i did a good research which firm is good for investment i did it but now my time is getting over who knows the one who is coming after me is a wise person or a fool he's bothered yet he will rule over all my labor in which i toiled and which i have shown myself wise under sun this also is vanity therefore i turned my heart and despaired of all the labor in which i had toiled under sun so when i was working and when i was workaholic you know all the enzymes and all the hormones were really clapping in my brain yeah i mean uh, it was all fun but now suddenly i'm hating my labor because i think as if i'm not able to enjoy the fruit of what i earned and i i'm scared that somebody else is going to spoil everything that i accumulated over my lifetime there is an insecurity in that person when we follow our heart 
we will be deceived. Do you know why? Because the scripture says in Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things. The scripture is not soft about our heart. The scripture says, the heart is deceitful above all things. So when we allow our heart to rule us, and when we say, I'm not stopping what my heart says, I will do only what my feeling says, the Bible says, you're all set up for deception. The Bible says, put your heart into the Lord. Allow your heart to be fixed on the word of God. And this word shall not pass away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we follow our heart, we are setting ourselves for deception. But when we follow his heart, and seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, I want you to know that he will take care of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Now suddenly actually the preacher has a feeling about God and he says, God, you don't want to blame God. But he's not getting how things work. That's the problem that he has right now. Yeah, Because he knows his papa. Papa was on fire. Dad was on fire. David known as a man after God's own heart. So he would have definitely heard something about God from, uh, from his dad. And then he has experience walking with God. But you don't want to blame God. But suddenly he's not getting an idea how this life works. So in between he says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He also has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to the end. So he is now saying, all work is vanity. Everything under the sun is vanity. Oh, I don't want to work anymore because I have to leave all this stuff to someone who is coming after and he is going to spoil it. So that is vanity. I know one thing that actually God does everything correctly at the right time. And he has put eternity in the hearts of, does it say believers? No, all men. God has put eternity, a sense of eternity, a consciousness of eternity in the hearts of all men. But one thing I don't understand is actually, I don't know how he works from the beginning to the end. In Malayalam we say, a flow understand that that flow, how this uh, this God works. And that is why the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10, but as it is written, I has not seen, ears have not heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. If I choose to be a so-called believer, and I say that actually, okay, Jesus is my Lord, and if I'm not willing to be led by the Holy Spirit, I cannot walk according to the plans of God for my life. The Bible says we don't, we cannot hear or we cannot uh, see or we cannot, um, uh, we don't have that in our heart. 
But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. God has revealed His plans for you in the Spirit. God is Spirit. The Bible says in John 4.24, God is Spirit. He communicates, He wants to communicate and deposit things in the Spirit. So if we want to know the plans of God that He has for us, then we need to be unapologetically a man in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Am I shouting? I'm so sorry. I'm filled with passion. Yeah. Hallelujah. We need to be a man in the Spirit. Man of the Spirit. I need to know the Holy Spirit. If you are not sensing the leading of the Holy Spirit, I pray today that let it be a divine disturbance in you from this day onwards. Don't get worried about all the other stuff. Just leave it to God. But let this be a divine disturbance in your life. That I am not hearing the Holy Spirit today. I am not seeing visions from God today. Lord, I want more of this. Lord, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says, in Romans chapter 8 verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The authentic mark or the symbol of a child of God, according to the scripture, is the leadership, active, evident leadership of the Holy Spirit in that person's life. When the Lord, when the Lord comes back, He's not going to call WICC first line, eh, the other child second line. No, 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 no. He's going to draw the faith, the called, the chosen and the faithful. And today I want to tell you that if you don't know the Holy Spirit, if you are not led by the Holy Spirit, you have little chances to be faithful. I really don't know how you can be faithful if you don't, if you are not led by the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says in that verse 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 For the Spirit searches all things, the, even the deepest things of God. It is the Holy Spirit who tells us, who instructs us what is our privilege in the kingdom of God. What are the things that the Lord has kept for us. What are the promises the Lord has given us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that the leadership of the Holy Spirit will be so evident in your life. I think I have spoken this um, many times during the sermons that when I came to, um, um, uh, to the Lord and when I was part of the independent church in the beginning, I was really stressed with peer pressure, guys. Yeah? You, have to, you have to be suddenly holy. And then... Um, and then if you really stand still and... No, 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 we have to be holy, okay? We have to be holy. There's no doubt about it. We have to be holy. It's a commandment from the scripture that be holy as, the, as your father is holy. Yeah? But you have to be... You have to show as holy. That is the challenge. Okay? When you come to those peer pressure churches. Yeah? Uh, and then suddenly we will be worshipping like this while suddenly somebody will be worshipping like this. Uh, and then someone will come and say, Brother, you have freedom to worship in the Spirit. So I will say, this also is my freedom. Please allow me to worship. 
then when you overcome that hurdle suddenly you will hear somebody saying so then suddenly i get a inferiority complex holy spirit has baptized him and not me okay and uh, see all these so uh, for a while i thought actually i'll start acting but then i understood i may get an oscar but i won't be in heaven yeah I might be the best actor, but I'm not sure whether I'll be faithful in the church. So I decided, Holy Spirit, I'm fed up of these things. And suddenly one brother or sister will come and say, the Lord, brother, the Lord spoke to me this. And I'm thinking, God, why don't you speak to me directly? Yeah? This, the, you did not speak to this person. This person is just coming to tell me that she is more spiritual than me. Yeah. So, finally I asked the Holy Spirit one day, Holy Spirit, I'm tired of this. You say that you will lead. And I believe that you are faithful. All these years you have been leading people. You are not insecure. You are all wisdom. You are all power. You are God. Will you lead me? And trust me, he started leading me. Okay. Today I want to encourage you, if you are not actively sensing, Hearing, just like our physical senses, you know. If you're not sensing, don't prove it to anybody, don't go to prove and all. Just blossom in your life in the Holy Spirit. Okay? If somebody wants to say that actually you're a blessing, you don't go and say, No, 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 no. How is my word? Tell me, tell me, tell me. How is my... No, no, no. Let others voluntarily say if you have been a blessing. Until then, you enjoy your walk with the Holy Spirit. You explore how to walk in the Holy Spirit. There is no greater joy, there is no greater adventure than being fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 So when you ask the Holy, if you are not sensing the active leadership of the Holy Spirit, don't go to theology. I know theology is good. Do not underestimate the power of your simple prayer. He is your loving Father. Allos Parakletos. Someone like Jesus. You have a doubt whether Jesus loves you? Look at the cross. Look at the cross. If you have an argument, look at the cross and dare to argue. There have been really tough situations in my life. Not every day, but times. All my arguments get settled at the cross. When I'm in the flesh, I would say, I will do like this. I will do like this. When I see the cross, I will say, I will do as you say. And I have a fight with Sona. And sometimes I, I say something unwanted. Or sometimes I feel I'm not treated or honored properly. I would say, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. You have to. This one, too much. Too much, too much. I cannot forgive. But I know if I sit in prayer, I'm a changed person. And do you know what will I do? I will not pray. I won't pray. 
i will try to evade and handle my pain by binging something or high adrenaline fifa mobile now i want to pray because the moment you see jesus you have to bow down because he has conquered us with love and if you see that image you will be moved don't kneel down because somebody tell you to kneel down but if while you worship if you want to kneel down you kneel down for your god because he has won you over he has given everything to you with his love so today if you don't have an active relationship with the holy spirit do not underestimate the power of your simple prayer holy spirit it is my desire it is my desire that you lead me i am willing to follow with all the imperfections i have with all my problems can you please use this wretched good for nothing person i am willing to be used of you will you please lead me i am getting perplexed after every sermon i don't know where this piece fits in the puzzle every sermon after sermon there are to do's and i don't fit in well lord but i know holy spirit you know my language holy spirit i know that you are committed to me will you lead me and i believe if you have prayed that prayer the holy spirit will start leading you from this day onwards if you ever plan to be led by the holy spirit will you start doing that today if you ever plan to be led by the holy spirit will you start doing that today do you know why because a lot of people come to me and ask pastor i am getting married do you think this is god's will so i think in my heart what a decision to play around by the time you want to take an important decision i want to encourage you be equipped to hear the holy spirit on your wedding day will you drive for the first time if not don't try now i'm not saying the holy spirit will not help you but don't try hearing the holy spirit for the first time in your marriage decision be equipped earlier be equipped earlier be equipped earlier be experts in the things of the scripture be experts in knowing and following the holy spirit because this is an everyday thing it is not just the marriage it's an everyday thing i'm coming to the conclusion see i spoke only about three chapters the preacher is preaching 12 chapters 11 chapters it's the same story half of the 12 chapter it is the same story but i really think that this man is a man of great wisdom because 
i don't see a portion called conclusion or summary in any other letter and i was asking god if every book had a conclusion i would have read bible 50 60 times in a year so easy just to read the conclusion 12 chapters he has written the conclusion in two verses how much time we saved lord why didn't you encourage the holy spirit to tell the authors summary summary because this because now because you have given 66 books it's such a guilt that we haven't read even though we are 66 years old we haven't read <laughs> let's hear the conclusion of the wisest man the wealthiest man the man who has done great things the man who has seen all things under the sun that's what he claims Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 and 14 the last two verses of the book let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter you guys heard me cry you guys heard me wailing you guys heard my desperation frustration disappointment depression everything but let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear god and keep his commandments for this is man's all for this is man's all this is what the preacher wants to say this is what the wisest man wants to tell the church this is one who went wayward who lived wayward and then who came back into the conscience of eternity this is what he wants to instruct us fear god and keep his commandments for this is man's all for god will bring every work into judgment including every secret thing whether good or evil today i want to encourage the church i want to charge the church as your shepherd that let's hear the wisdom that is in the bible and let's hear the instruction from the wisest man let's fear god whenever we fear god he has mentioned the the next two words next two words come along with that we keep all his commandments not something that we feel not something that we like no nothing about tithe because the old testament says and the new testament says new testament there is no tithe the old testament there is tithe but that is 30% the lord will bring every work into judgment don't evade but engage with the word of god the bible says if you walk with the lord you will lack no good thing be bold to the come to the presence of god engage with the holy spirit engage with the word of god engage with god get into a life relationship with god obedience is not an option for those who fear the lord yes you can argue for a while yes you can blurt out your emotions yes you can say all those stuff but the scripture clearly says obedience is not an option to the one who fears the lord 
I spoke about social chameleons, but there are some people who are neutral. Neutral. Neutral gear has a problem. It will go according to the slope. Yeah? If you park there in neutral gear, you are gone. Yeah? But when we park on steady grounds, we feel as if even though we are neutral, holy, holy. That's because you are in the church. Yeah? Be unapologetically a precious child of God. Be in the fifth gear always. Do not settle for the things of the enemy. Do not settle for the things of your heart. Do not long for what your eyes sees. But see the things in the spirit and go in fifth gear towards that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every word of God has to be honored. Every word of God. I was reading a wonderful article by Pastor Dan Rayland. And that article is about seven small stumbles. I shared this in the office um, office group. Seven small stumbles that can lead to a big fall. Okay? And do you know what is the first point? The first point is the thought that this won't happen to me. There is wisdom in the scripture. The wisest man is talking about certain falls and issues. But even when, if we are not ready to receive the warning, the instruction, then we are all set up for deception. I want to encourage today, fear God. Not in a normal way understand we fear. We understand fear because the Bible says that we are not given a spirit of fear, but we are given a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. This fear of God is great reverence unto God, great respect unto God. But I know that actually, yeah, I am busy, but I want to really take time and give time and honor God to hear what he wants to tell me. I need a disciplined prayer time. I need to know that actually that that for generations they didn't have Bible. For people who are mentioned in the scripture, they had only the Old Testament. Now the Lord in his great love has given me 66 books. I want to take time and honor him to devote myself to the study of the word. And in my life, I want to honor him by bringing in that word into decision, into application. That I will build my house by doing the will of God. I don't feel like forgiving, but I will humble down. I will humble down. I feel unfairly treated, but I will humble down. I feel actually I can get more pay there, but the Lord is leading me there. I want to honor Him. I feel frightened, but I sense in my spirit that the Lord is leading me to do that. I will take a step of faith because my life is all about honoring Him and not just about fearing failures. Don't miss out that package that the Holy Spirit has kept for you. Shall we pray?
Can we arise, Father? We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for this blessed time. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, we want to ask you, Lord, for your fear, your reverential fear to come upon us. Reverential fear to come upon us. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Daddy, I want to pray, Lord. If there is anyone listening to me right now who has not accepted you as their Lord and Savior, Daddy, I pray that you will help them to take that decision. Holy Spirit, will you please move? Will you please move in their lives? I pray, Lord, as a church, that you will help us to fear you reverentially. That we will take every opportunity to pray as pleasure. We will count that in great gratitude. And we want to treasure your holy word. And we want to make adjustments in our lives so that we will always honor you, Lord. I pray, Lord. I pray, Lord, if there is anybody struggling with sin, one of the signs where we become familiar with God and we are not fearing God, one of the signs is that you you are okay with sin. Your struggle is different. If you are struggling, you need to continually reach out to God, take the help of spiritual leaders. But there is a heart condition that says, it's okay. That's a small sin. God will understand. That is a very dangerous position of being familiar with God. Daddy, I pray that we all will receive a new revelation about your fear, Lord. Reverential fear of God. I pray, Daddy, that all of us will honor you in all our decisions, Lord. Every day of our lives, we will honor you. And we pray, Lord, let people see our good works, our lifestyle, our life devoted to you, the favor of God upon our lives, the anointing in our lives. And let them glorify you, Lord. Thank you for the precious time that you have given us, Lord. I pray blessings upon everyone here. And especially, I want to pray grace upon those who are reaching out to you, Lord, for a new impartation, for a new dose of the fear of God upon their lives. I bless them in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.